When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed, cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, all. This is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. And I'm Liv, that nerd you listen to sometimes. Now, kind of dropped the ball on this one. I had too many plans for episodes and mini-myths and whatnot, and I did not look closely enough at when Aquarius ends, because honestly, I don't really pay that much attention to Zodiac. But, technically Aquarius ended yesterday, and Pisces started today. Such is life. You're getting a combo episode now. 
The Aquarius story also falls under episodes I've already done way, way, way back, the one about Zeus. But I'm better at this now, and I have far more sources available to me, so it's a redo of sorts. And so... Mini-myth. Zodiac constellations. Aquarius and Pisces, or cups and fishes. Long before the Trojan War, there is a king of Troy named, well, Tros, which is where Troy got its name in the first place. Tros had a son, a prince of Troy. This boy, he's quite young, you see, is fucking beautiful. Like, the hottest guy around. Kind of how people are currently reacting to that Shawn Mendes ad. But I digress. The son of Tros, the hottest of the hot, is named Ganymede. Zeus, up on Mount Olympus, notices Ganymede down on Earth. Now, Zeus loves an attractive person, typically women, but here he makes an exception. The Olympians are nothing if not open-minded. Zeus notices Ganymede and is immediately taken with him. As we all know so well, Zeus takes what he wants. So he transforms himself into an eagle, as you do, and flies down to Troy. Zeus finds Ganymede, picks him up in his talons, and flies back up to Mount Olympus. Some say Ganymede was taken up to Olympus simply to be the cupbearer to the gods. Others say it was because Zeus wanted him sexually. Translation, Zeus wanted to rape him, and the role of cupbearer was simply a result of him now being on Mount Olympus. Of course, with what we know about Zeus, I think it's pretty damn likely that Ganymede was abducted for sex. I mean, did Zeus do anything that wasn't ultimately about sex and rape with a mortal? I don't think so. It's also pretty telling that the one man Zeus abducts to, presumably, rape, gets to then live on Mount Olympus and be the official cupbearer to the gods. Ganymede is even made immortal. So the zillion women Zeus also kidnapped in order to rape get zilch for their experiences, but this dude gets immortality in a lifetime amongst the gods. I mean, sure, he probably still would have preferred to go home to his family, where he was a prince anyway, but still. Patriarchy and whatnot, you know the drill. In the end, Zeus still had to deal with the wrath of Hera, even though Ganymede was a man, and so in order to finally alleviate the anger and hatred of his wife, Zeus places Ganymede amongst the stars as the constellation the Water-Bearer, or Cup-Bearer, Aquarius. And in return for having his son so unceremoniously kidnapped to be installed as Zeus's sex-slave and cup-bearer, Tros, Ganymede's father, is given a golden vine and some horses. A fine trade, to be sure. So that was Aquarius, which, thankfully, contains an actual story to be told. Sadly, Pisces is not so lucky. It's more in the realm of Capricorn, and even more vague than that. Hence, this combo episode. According to one version of the telling, way, way back when Aphrodite was born from the fresh castration foam, she was helped to shore by two brothers, Aphros and Bithos. Some say they're half-brothers of Chiron himself, and their relation in physicality will soon become clear. You see, Aphros and Bithos are ichthyocentaurs. What is an ichthyocentaur, aside from some kind of word soup, you might ask? 
Well, let me tell you. Aphros and Bithos, these ichthyocentaurs, have the top halves of men, the middle section of horses, just like your standard centaur, but then, rather than horses, back legs, and tails, they were fish. Yep, fish. Oh, also they had these little crab pinchers sticking out of their people foreheads. Greek mythology, am I right? It's possible that Aphros became some sort of foster father figure to Aphrodite, hence the similarities in their names, but this story doesn't appear in many sources. Like, I use Theoi.com, which references their source as Hygienis's Fabulae, which, of course, is a book I've been trying to find and haven't been able to get a copy of yet. But all to say, these stories are few and far between. Interestingly, the concept of these ichthyocentaur brothers is most often found in imagery, Yes, that's right, there's pics. And so, in this version, these twin brother ichthyocentaurs are placed in the sky as the constellation Pisces, fishy fish. Another version of the story behind Pisces comes from a book of constellation myths. The copy I have is sort of a compilation, it seems, of a bunch of things, including writing from Eratosthenes and Hyginus as well, but they have a different telling of the constellation myths. This is all very confusing. I am trying to make it clear for you guys, but who's to say? For this version, we're traveling to Mesopotamia. This version says that Aphrodite and Eros traveled to Mesopotamia, where they sat on the banks of the Euphrates. They were sitting by the river, minding their own damn business, when the monster Typhon appeared. You remember Typhon, the monster to shame all monsters. He was enormous and had a collection of heads. Lots of snakes going on. It's a whole thing. So Typhon appears and, quite unsurprisingly, scares the living shit out of Aphrodite and Eros. In order to escape, the two jump into the Euphrates and transform themselves into fishies. It's even said that the people of Mesopotamia at that time stopped eating fish of any sort out of fear they would accidentally consume Aphrodite and Eros. In this version, though, which is of course coming from Mesopotamia itself, Aphrodite is actually being conflated with either the goddess Ashtart, which is the Greek name for Ishtar, or Dukerto, which is the Greek name for Atargatis, both Mesopotamian goddesses. Due to the proximity of these ancient cultures, often stories would travel between them, taking on the names and personalities of similar gods and goddesses in each of the cultures, which is fucking fascinating. It happened a lot with Egypt, too. Now, sadly, I don't know that much about Mesopotamian mythology, so I'm simply retelling some of the things I've just read about these goddesses, so don't quote me on it. But since the story did originate in that region, I wanted to make sure I at least made an attempt at referencing the originating mythology. I'm also sure I butchered the pronunciations because I have a hard enough time with the Greek and I studied them for four years. Well, there you have it. Two more of the Zodiac constellation myths. Some have stories attached, some have concepts. I'm stretching some of them and I apologize. <laughs> Lucky for us, though, this just means we get another regular mini-myth because I squished these two into one. Now, what will it be? But next week we start the Odyssey, you guys. I'm very excited.
I'm Liv and I love this shit, especially the Odyssey. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed, cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.